TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. C. C. Los Commanders. Numero cuatro. Touchdown, Los Commanders! I love you, Moises Lenares! I love you, my friend Juan Romero! Los Commanders! Numero cuatro! Yes! Si! Si! Yi! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Russell and Medhurst. Nothing gets me more jacked up for a show than listening to my guys Moises Lenares and Juan Romero describe the game-winning touchdown from numero cuatro, Taylor Heineke. Love it. Go follow both of them on Twitter. I promise you, you will hear the call. It will pump you up for the rest of the day. As the Washington Commanders have won three in a row to get back to four and four. And literally yesterday was was the Al Davis slogan, just win, baby. Because even this announcer at 16-7 tweeted, please drive home safely, everybody. Matty Mack is in the other side of the glass. He's taking your calls, 301-230-0980. Be courteous to him when you call in this morning. Russell, of course, on the other side of the board this morning. And you have to admit, with 11 minutes to go at 16-7, to 7, we were pre- preparing for dread in here this morning. Preparing for dread, my friend. And then they just went and snatched it. Terry McLaurin snatched an underthrown football, as he does every time, at the one-yard line against Stephon Gilmore. He said, like a Halloween bucket. He said, give it to me! I'm taking it! No Reese Cups for you, Stefan Gilmore. I'm taking the football. Good morning, Mr. Russell. I like when you talk in English more because I can kind of understand it. I mean, I sort of understand Spanish still after all these years. I love Moises. I love Juan. We got to hang out with them in their broadcast booth uh, about a year ago on Monday Night Football for a little while. Those guys do a tremendous job, but I generally prefer when I can, uh, you know, when I can fully understand everything you're saying. I get the excitement, baby. Print your playoff tickets, Linnell Willingham. Outside of our studio window, print your playoff tickets. 
Washington, D.C. Let's well, Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's what Taylor Heineke said, but, you know. Broncos country, let's ride. I read a story about Russell Wilson over the weekend about his pooping habits. I don't know if it's accurate <laughs> or true. Uh, we got to discuss that at some point. But anyway, um, <clears throat> just telling you. Uh, you know who didn't take a poop yesterday? Who almost took a poop for about mm, 51 minutes, uh, 49 minutes, and that was the Washington Commanders on offense. Uh, outside of one touchdown drive, which was a good one, to Antonio Gibson in the second quarter, it was a lot of, oh, 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 man. Oh, no. And then not just that final drive. See, here's where everybody is sleeping. And this is what we try and bring on this show. That second to last drive mm-hmm. woke them up. Yep. 12 plays, 82 yards, and they bogged down inside the red zone, and they had to turn to Joey Sly Guy, who I have very, 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 very little faith in. But Joey Sly got the job done. In that particular spot, kicked a critical field goal, and that got them within, within... A touchdown. Well, at Actually, least within one possession. Touchdown. I mean, but one possession. You needed to be right. You needed to be within one possession with a reasonable amount of time, yes. and they they successfully navigated themselves into that spot because the Colts could not, as they've done all year, the Colts could not put anybody away. I mean, they just they, they couldn't put the game away. Correct, but getting to less than a, I mean. Technically, six points is not less than a touchdown, but you know what I'm talking but about. But it's one possession. A in other words, you score touchdown. a touchdown, you're either tying or winning the okay, game. Okay, but you don't want to tie a game if you're the commanders. Oh, hell if, no. If, 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 if you can at all help it, because disaster is going to ensue. So getting it to six was hugely critical after that 12-play, 82-yard drive, in which the offense not only came alive, but you know what? Taylor Heineke, he actually looked like, I don't want to say looked like an NFL quarterback because that's unfair. Uh, that's being too mean. But Pete, he was out of sorts, out of rhythm, out of sync for much of the day with the exception of a couple of throws and the one touchdown drive to Antonio Gibson off of the cross face, play action, what have you, in the red zone, all that. We get into all the details. He was off. He was off until those last two drives. The The final drive we'll, we'll obviously dissect, and that'll be remembered for a long time. The 12-play 82-yard drive that ends up in the slide field goal that gets them to six is so important because he was struggling in this area and one area alone. Short passes and... Accuracy. Think about all the terrible throws he had. In the first quarter, and I tweeted about this today, Antonio Gibson, he throws a screen pass in the left flat that Antonio Gibson has to lunge for at his feet all the way stretched out. Then he throws a tunnel screen or slip screen to Terry McLaurin off of, off of jet motion. Terry McLaurin to his left right down the line, and he throws it three feet behind him. For a seven-yard loss. Taylor Heineke was awful in the first quarter. He got a little bit better in the second quarter. He was dreadful in the third quarter. Made a dreadful mistake on the interception. 
And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, Nirvana. Oh, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to push whatever that button is, whatever that playmaking gene is. And that's exactly what he did. He got it going with the short passing game on that 12-play, 82-yard drive. There was a middle screen, or I guess it's an arrow route. There was um, another screen. Uh, There was actually a couple of screens. uh, And Gibson was heavily involved, as he was throughout the day. That's how he got the offense going. And it was because he was accurate also on the short stuff, starting on those that second-to-last drive, Pete, that they won this game. Now, there was more to it than that but that's how the offense got cranking i mean it's really it was it's just fascinating how in the midst of chaos and poor play some players have the ability to just shrug all that off some can't but some can and yesterday taylor heineke and the offense as a whole did that I mean, there's a screen out there where Norwell doesn't get out and block a guy oh, in time. Dreadful. I mean, it, it's it's just everything looked out of sync. Timing wasn't right, and then all of a sudden, when it, it's like it's like the it, it's like McLaurin and Heineke become Batman and Robin. They just morph into their costumes the day before Halloween. On my favorite Redskin fan's birthday, my sister. Shannon yesterday celebrating a birthday, and it was going to be depressing because Washington was about to lose. Yet Heineke and McLaurin morph into Batman and Robin, and they get Washington down the field. I mean, it's just look when all that all that matters at the end of the season is how many W's, how many L's do you have? Yes, Ron Rivera said we can't live and die winning games seventeen fifteen like. They were a year ago. Well, guess what happened yesterday? They won 17-16. But it's a W. It's three in a row. And now, now you're starting to at least put yourself geographically in the standings where it starts to matter. It really starts to matter. You're still going to need a lot of help. You're going to need a collapse from either Seattle or Frisco in the NFC West. You may need the Giants to continue to plummet back to earth after losing in Seattle yesterday. But either way, you're now at least starting to make the math make you think halfway through the season that, hey, you know, we're starting to percolate a little bit here. And that's the most important thing for this football team and the 60-plus guys counting the practice squad men that show up every day for preparation. That's all they care about. That's all they care about. Where does the next W get us? Okay? And the more you get Ws, the better chance you give yourself to playing in the postseason. And as Michael Phillips tweeted out, yes, it's maybe a smidge premature only eight games in. But at least right now, the NFC East, which was once beast in this National Football League is starting to trend back in that direction. It's starting to trend back in that direction with Philadelphia continuing to look exquisite out there. Dallas's defense, uh, yes, there was a moment or two yesterday where they were a little shaky, but they've been great all season. Micah Parsons showing you his athleticism in incredible detail yesterday. 
And yes, the Giants have been decent, but yesterday threw in a clunker at Seattle, who just continues to mystify everybody with the way they're playing this year. And oh, by the way, they're not going away with Kenneth Walker now playing running back for them. And even though it wasn't his greatest day, the score he had to uh, put that thing away for them, Kenneth Walker is going to be a viable weapon for Seattle down the stretch. If you don't have him in fantasy already, you should. Go go put in a waiver claim on him uh, or a free agent claim on him in your fantasy league today. So, again, Chris, the, all that matters is W. You know, hail to the W, as Paulie would say. It's three in a row. And here we were three weeks ago already halfway preparing the obituary for this team because what they had planned on, Chris, what they had planned on was dead in the water. Now, all of a sudden, here comes Heineke the hero and this Washington defense again yesterday while they gave up some plays. Okay, they gave up some plays. They were lucky they weren't down 28-7, to mm-hmm. and this was not. There would be no comeback, but they kept fighting. They caused turnovers. Jonathan Allen ate Quentin Nelson's lunch. Oh. Those are two of the best guys in this profession at what they do. Mm-hmm. John Allen and Quentin Nelson. On two consecutive plays. And John Allen on two consecutive plays just folded him up, put him in the camel clutch like the Iron Sheik, and said, you will submit to me, Quentin Nelson. And Jonathan Allen, I thought, I mean, without going back and looking at every single play of every single game, that was one of Jonathan Allen's best games in the National Football League. And him and Payne again were absolute pain in the ass for the interior of that Indianapolis Colts uh, offensive line. And I'll tell you what, I know we can't do a GoFundMe because there's a salary cap, but I'll tell you what, if they can get with Deron Payne's agent and craft a contract that you know, helps them salary cap-wise, but still gets Deron Payne paid. I'm telling you, I'm leaning in that direction, Chris, that they got to get that done. Because those dudes, those dudes wreak havoc together. They are like Afa and Sika. The wild Samoans. Okay? Hey, don't forget about also Montez Sweat on the first series, third down. Uh, chasing Brilliant. Sam Ellinger yep. all over the place. Also, Casey Tuhill recovering. Uh, the fumble from Ellinger again at the Washington 22-yard line that takes away at least three yards off, uh, three points off the board in all likelihood. Uh, you can't say definitively, but uh, Der- Derek Forrest uh, with a huge hit yep. after Bobby McCain takes a terrible angle and overruns the play. Derek Forrest with a huge hit and the recovery. Actually, that's the one I think Two Hill. Two Hill recovered, recovered Jonathan Taylor's. Right, right, right. Yep. Uh, a pain recovered. Uh, Jonathan Allen's chase yes. and pressure on the Sam Ellinger. Right. They called it a sack because it was a loss of yardage, but they did. I don't think they gave official credit to anybody. Whatever, it doesn't matter. They forced a couple of takeaways in that game. It was very similar to what we saw in the Thursday night win over Chicago from this standpoint. They allowed yards. They got beat in certain ways. They allowed big plays again. Got to clean that up. Something that didn't really happen against Green Bay for the most part. Remember how good they were on third down against Green Bay? Remember, they only really allowed one, maybe two, depending on how you look at it. Big, explosive plays against Green Bay. They didn't need the takeaways against Green Bay. You know where they needed them? They needed them yesterday. They needed them against Chicago on Thursday night at the start of this three-game winning streak. And here's another sequence that almost nobody will talk about. That gets lost in, again, the takeaways, that gets lost in the fourth 
quarter comeback, the interception, you know, being down 16-7, all of that. Two back-to-back plays by Cameron Curl at the goal line on a Michael Pittman fly sweep. Maybe he turns it up a little bit too early. Pops him at the one-yard line. Great call on the field live by the officials to not allow the touchdown when it looked like to everybody on TV and in the stadium. And as a matter of fact, they they started shooting off the fireworks and the cannons and whatever the hell else they do. Everybody thought it was a touchdown. Uh-uh. No thank you. Cameron Curl, boom, stops him at the half-yard line. Or maybe, yeah, at the half-yard line. And it, again, great call by the officials, great tackle, great play, second down, unbelievable. And, again, Ron Rivera didn't have to challenge it or anything like that, so you didn't have to, like, reverse it or anything. Anyway, the next play, Jamin Davis Third down and goal oh, from inside yeah. the one. Lights up Jonathan Taylor like a Christmas tree. And listen, they force a field goal, and they give up points. And the Colts go up 9-7. But Pedro, you give up seven there, which they just about almost did, if not for back-to-back plays. by Those, those two plays, back-to-back, if you're going to string together a highlight reel, they're going to get lost in the sauce those two plays may be the two plays that not as many people remember that might be consecutively the two most important plays of this certainly winning streak and maybe the first half of the season. Without question, because again, by giving up three instead of seven, you keep your team as close as possible mathematically. And again, that, that's what it's all about. Giving yourself a chance until the 60th you know, minute of the game goes off the clock. And you got to give this group a lot of credit for being able to do that. While the offense was sputtering, the defense was not allowing touchdowns and allowing Indianapolis to get great separation in that football game. And how ironic is it? Coming into this season, there was no way, no way we would have said through eight games that by the eighth game, you're sitting there talking about your defense making big plays, making critical plays, and doing the types of things that are either A, helping you win games, or literally winning the games themselves as we've had on a couple of occasions. And that group has done a great job after the first two games where we were running, run them out of town. Everybody wanted Del Rio out of here, okay? We all wanted Vanessa Del Rio to be the uh, defensive coordinator, not Jack Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio, that's another good one. But instead... Instead, that group has played with great conviction. They've played through their mistakes. They've played through their mistakes. I mean, Benjamin St. Juice yesterday caught chasing on a couple of occasions mm-hmm. where he was beaten down a field. But they didn't, they didn't give up anything huge. Very few explosive plays that led to touchdowns in the game. And as long as you keep them out of the end zone, you give yourself a chance. The Jamin Davis hit was, I mean, that's one of his best plays uh, as a Washington football player, great run blitz called. He saw the gap. He shot the gap with conviction, and he you know brought down one of the, the toughest guys in the National Football League in that situation. We'll get to your calls and your thoughts on this at 301-230-0980. Three wins in a row. Does it represent anything for you yet? You know, does it? You see them up in the standings. They were 11th last week. They're eighth in the NFC this week. Okay. 
I mean, does it? Are you again? Off the field stuff is not even in the discussion. We're not even talking about the little man who showed up yesterday out there in Indianapolis and probably was looking for Jim Irsay after the game. He was like, where are you at, Jimmy? Where are you at? I'm here. My team is here. I'm here. Where are you at, Jimmy? I'm sure Mr. Irsay was nowhere to be found after the game yesterday. But we know the men on the football field and the coaches that coach them and the support staff that helps them, that group yesterday – laid it on the line for 60 minutes and never quit until the game was over as Los Commanders numero cuatro to numero diecisiete for a big play. Sets them up at the one-yard line and Washington cashes it in. 17-16. Kirk is coming to town next as they look for four in a row. 301-230-0980. Jay Gruden joins us at 10 o'clock to break it all down right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Y se la van a entregar es Taylor Heineke. ¡Está adentro! ¡Touchdown Washington! ¡Lo hizo el 4 Taylor Heineke! ¡Los Commanders! ¡Empatan el partido! ¡16 a 16 a falta del punto extra! ¡Tell them, voices! I can play that on repeat over and over again, Moises Lanares. You might say it was a thriller. It was a thriller in Indianapolis last night, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Halloween. No, not Happy Thanksgiving, Dan. Happy Halloween. (laughs) It's always Happy Thanksgiving in Dan's house. Washington snatched the Reese Cups right out of the Colts' hands. He said, we're taking your candy. We're taking your buckets. Don't do that to anybody out there if you're trick-or-treating tonight. Of course, it's going to be raining out there, so be very careful out in the neighborhoods as the kids go trick-or-treating this evening. Some may even dress up as Taylor Heineke. Who knows? 301-230-0980. He and Terry McLaurin getting together on a huge play. McLaurin beat Stephon Gilmore, was way behind him, and of course, Taylor, I'm pretty sure he was kind of half-rolling to his left and had to throw that ball up there. And it was underthrown. 
And McLaurin just said, I'm going to go make a contested catch. I'm going to snatch it away from Stefan Gilmore. How many times? It was Chris, a slight waggle to the left. It wasn't yeah. like a pure roll like Aaron no, Rodgers bootleg style. He was still style. kind of on the move yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So the the amazing thing about him, and our guy Talk Nats brings it up on on Twitter. Great Nats site, by the way. You lots you, of breaking news. You ask Heineke to run kind of like a set play, you know, three step, five step drop, whatever. It's it's okay, but when he is. When he is improvising, I mean, it is like it is like Rodgers. It is like Favre. It's like Mahomes mm-hmm. in some ways. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not executed, you know, with the same, you know, style that those guys have. Right. But there is an element of that to it. He's so good at the improvisational yep. part of the offense. When he's off script, off platform, it it, it can be a it can be a disaster at times. But it can also be pure magic. Yeah, and, and and you know it'll be interesting to think uh, to talk to Jay at ten o'clock about just that because, you know, Jay obviously had a lot of success with Kirk Cousins from twenty fifteen through twenty seventeen, right? Even though the team did not win as many games as fans wanted them to win, and somehow Kirk Cousins got labeled as a loser, which is the most ridiculous thing in the world. Uh, or a choke artist, or whatever other nonsense that you people come up with. One of Jay's biggest criticisms, maybe you know, privately or internally, or uh, and publicly too, was Kirk did not have enough off-platform, off-script, you know, kind of extend the play type. Everything was kind of regimented. Pocket, boom, get it out. Now, he did a great job of not taking hits, not taking sacks, all of that stuff uh, until the last year when the offensive line was just shredded uh, due to injury. But it'll be interesting to kind of see the juxtaposition between the two this Sunday at FedEx Field, right? Because, again, Kirk hasn't rapidly changed since he left here, right? right? Uh, Yet Taylor Heineke, again, Pete, he makes every – he makes a lot of things look ugly. It drives me absolutely bananas when he can't complete a screen, when he is as wild and erratic as he is on simple and easy throws. We saw it last year. I pointed it out time and time again. People got mad at me. I'm right. You're all wrong. He struggles at time. Like, there was a swing to the right yesterday. Uh, who was on the broadcast, Robert Smith, he's like, oh, Scott Turner said uh, when he doesn't get his – you could see his feet are like penguins. <laughs> They're like all over the place. It was the third, at least by my count, horrible, wretched throw within five yards of the line of scrimmage. But yet somehow, some way, when he's right, when he's right, he can deliver an absolute seed from the pocket to Cam Sims over the middle on a deep dig. When he's right, he can look left, jab step up the middle, buy more time because he realizes he's going to get squashed like a bug, back out, run to his right, scramble, get his hips flipped, get his shoulder turned, and fire another dart to Curtis Samuel for 11 on fourth and one to save the game and extend the game. There's nothing good. Uh, there's nothing perfect. It, it is a like I called Carson Wentz a roller coaster before the year, and I meant it in every way. Taylor Heineke is a different kind of carnival ride. 
He's not a roller coaster because I've already used that. That's Wentz, too much variance, up, down, up, down, up, down, high ceiling, low floor, all that. Taylor Heineke's like the teacup ride. You know, you know which one I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. The real spinny one where you like you one, sit in the teacup. You're going one way one minute, yeah. you're going another Exa- way the next minute. I mean, that's minute. exactly what he is, man. But let me tell you something. He gives you a hell of a thrill ride. He gives you a hell of a thrill ride, and he did on those final two drives. Again, people, please do not forget the second-to-last drive, how important that was to march 12 plays, 82 yards, and to get that three points. And it started because he was accurate, short, with an uh, with an arrow uh, route over the middle to Gibson, with a swing uh, to Gibson, with another couple of passes, uh, one uh, to Terry on a crosser. And, oh, by the way, real quickly, on on the two biggest plays Terry McLaurin made, the final one to set up the ball at the one-yard line for the Heineke touchdown and the 42-yarder early in the game on a little cross shallow drag, both routes, watch it again, both routes, if you're paying attention, he stopped on. He stopped on probably by design in almost immediately on the first one. He stopped and kind of came back and then realizes his quarterback doesn't see him, and his quarterback is drifting to Heineke's left, and McLaurin picks up, get gets back on his route, and com- and runs across the field so his quarterback can see him. Yeah. Throws a dart, and he runs for like twenty five yards after, maybe thirty yards after the play, and the the one beating Gilmore at the end again, not not the same that he stopped. Started to come back, and then and then realizes, oh crap! I've got to run further to give my quarterback a chance. Two routes, whether it's by design or not, I don't know. I think it's by design because it's certainly not from a lack of effort. But man, oh freaking man, Terry McLaurin, one of the best route runners in the game. He's not electric like Cooper Cup is in route running or Hunter Renfro, but he is really good. I don't know if that was by design, by necessity, whatever. All I know is what I saw, and that's two monster plays that Taylor uh, that Terry McLaurin stopped on, and then bought extra time for his quarterback, and bought huge plays by then getting on his horse and booking it. So what the great ones do three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. We start things off with Coach D and Oxen Hill this morning. What's up, Coach? Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's up, Coach? Hey. I, you know, I, I want to pay homage to Sabah. I really do, because she uh, has backed Taylor Heineke. And in my opinion, he is the best quarterback that gives us a chance to win. Okay? And he made plays yesterday that were tremendous. He gets the ball to Taylor Heineke. Okay? And everybody that has doubted him and and hasn't supported him and said, oh, he's just a backup. No, this guy is a starter. The team loves this guy. That's one thing about it. And, you know, he reminds me so much of Joe Thousand. I grew up in D.C. right next to RFK Stadium, all right, 34th and Bennett. And I watched those teams. And he's like a little Joey Theismann. He invigorates the team. They rally around him. Okay. Put him in. 
Let him play. We wasted two draft picks and millions of dollars, but I don't care about that because that's Dan Snyder's money. And, you know, how we feel about Dan Snyder. But <laughs> anyway, um, it, you know, I love the Redskins. Hell to the Redskins. Hell to the W. Hell to the Commanders, whatever they want to call them. But three in a row is good. Absolutely. And Thank you. Keep- yep. That's right. Four and four. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate you. Three and five. Your phone is like starting to break up the there. Place. Yeah. Let's go to uh, line two. Aaron's in D.C. What's up, Aaron? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what happened there? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, the fifteen. Oh, really? oh, the phone monster oh. guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you played that. I thought that was him playing That's that. That's what I, I thought Aaron had production for his call or something like that all of a sudden. I'm like, wow, I love the creativity. <laughs> we got the brawny man over on the other side of the uh... – <laughs> let's, like th- let's go to line three. Derek's in Capitol Heights. What's up, Derek? Good morning, gentlemen. It looks like I have 30 seconds, so I'm going to make it quick. In my opinion, I think these type of victories build character – um, like the previous caller, this team clearly loves Heineke, and I do as well. I can live with his mistakes even though I don't like him because I know he gives every ounce of what he has. And those last two drives were amazing. It it was so intense. It, it, in the spirit of Halloween, it felt like Michael Myers was in the house, but you don't know <laughs> where he is in the house. <laughs> Thank you. Well Thanks, done. Derek. And he beat the clock. Oh, yes. but another caller just dropped off because they were getting – the phone monster. I love how our callers all realize they're hip to it. That fifteen minutes, like in almost every case, hey. uh, somehow, some way, Paulie, because Paulie's on a different line. Oh, that's, that's right. That's why and he's remember, on the bat line, so fi- he can he can hang on there forever. Fifteen minutes can save you more on car insurance. Three hundred one two three zero. And get you off the air or on the air. And like, all, that's right. Both, in fact, maybe. you know what? Let's go to Paulie. Hail wanna, to the W. You want to do that? And just, Let's do it. Right. We got time. Go ahead, Paulie. What's up, buddy? Hell to the W's. Three in a row. Not one, not two, but three. three. Hell to the W, man. Hey, look, man. I'm going I'm to I'm start with you, Cub Pete. You know what I mean? Hey, Cub Pete, man, you had, me, you had me both dying, laughing, and almost losing my breakfast at the same time. I don't ever want to see Vanessa Del Rio ever in life again. <laughs> It's not even dust on it. It's more than dust on it. I don't want to see it ever, ever. She was old 20 years ago in Biggie Smalls' video. No, no. Hey, the Alabama wall? No, not the Alabama wall. It's pain and the ass. That's the new nickname for that for them two. Pain and the ass. They are. I mean, look, they're playing, Paulie. They're playing ridiculous football, man. Bro, bro. Hey, hey, uh, Jonathan Allen is all pro level this year. Payne is pro bowl level this year. Them two guys, they, they really doing it up this year, man. Now, now let's get to Rufio, man. What game are you watching? What are you what talking game are you about? Watching, man? What game are you watching, man? The game that, oh, I, ha- the game that I watched live out. and already Honey back. Key. Haneke came out. Well, evidently, you must need some bigger guys, some, some better, more, more bifocals or something. Because Haneke came out 
calm, cool, and collective. And Pooch putting the ball where it needed to be. Paulie, what the hell are you talking about? The one pass, the pass to Gibby out on the flat was low. It was. Good catch by yeah. Gibby. Yeah, but and the Terry McLaurin minus seven-yard one was a Hall of Fame throw, that's... too. Listen, if he put that pass where it was supposed to be, that's a pick six. You know why? Because Scott Turner and his Mickey Mouse. Oh, stop with your nonsense. Oh, you and, you and about 2,000 other dopes with the fire Scott Turner. Everything's on Scott Turner. Scott Turner, you know more than Scott Turner. Stop. Listen, man, watch that play. If he put that ball out of front of Yeah, I get it. If he throws it first, if he throws it when he's supposed to throw it, there's no problem. He read the play before the play even happened. If he puts that ball out in front of him, it's a pick six. Because, number one, Dax Mill didn't get his block. Norwell didn't get out there. It was a good thing he did throw it behind him. Or they've been running back the other way. Stop with that, man. And why did it take for the last two drives? Why did it take for the last two drives for them to give Lucas some help with the bat? You see, when they gave Haneke a little bit of time, he was able to put the ball on the money. What are you talking about, man? Yo, I don't understand what are you talking about. This is all about Scott Turner. Kept calling screen passes. You call the screen passes, but your linemen are too fat to get out there to block anybody. What are you talking about, man? Uh, it's all Scott Turner. It's Scott Turner's fault that they're too fat to get out Scott in space. It's horrible. This wasn't his worst game by no means because he had some coaches this year. But this game was pretty bad, bro. What are you talking about? Oh, All right, I, stop, yeah. stop going to getting cotton candy. See, you was watching Dan. That's the right. problem. My man Dan Colleone showed up like the godfather. Like what? <laughs> I guess Taylor Heineke was perfect yesterday. We're not allowed to he criticize him. Hey, he wasn't perfect, but you know what he was? The winning quarterback. Okay. Hail to the W, baby. Thanks, Molly. Appreciate we gave, you. We gave, we gave him plenty of credit, too. 301 more of your calls and reaction. Washington, three in a row, four and four now with Kirk Cousins coming to town. Kirk, four and four. You know what that adds up to, Chris? That's eight. Yes. What number is Kirk Cousins? Uh, the eight car. That's the eight car. He's coming to town this week. Let's go get him, too. Let's make him a victim. Let's go get four in a row this week. Don't stop now. Let's keep it going. 301-230-0980. We celebrate with you on a Victory Monday right here on the Team 980. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Chris has a look at what's trending. All right, yep, indeed. A third win in a row. Remember last year's four-game winning streak when the Commanders won the last two of that four by the final score of 17-15, both games within a five-and-a-half-day span? Well, yesterday it wasn't 17-15, nope. It was 17-16, but a third win in a row that means a third sort of victory Monday in a row. First one was a Thursday night game. It was actually a victory Friday, but you get the point. Commanders, back to 4-4. Four and four. Ron Rivera to speak later on this afternoon after beating the Indianapolis Colts. And yes, indeed, Kirk Cousins, Kevin O'Connell, and the Minnesota Vikings who come in at 6-1. and one. Kirk's first game back here since leaving the then-Washington Redskins after the Vikes held on and beat Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, and the Arizona Cardinals, 34-26 yesterday. Tonight, Monday night football. It's a battle for Ohio. It is Joe Burrow and the 4-3 and three Cincinnati Bengals against the Cleveland Browns. Also tonight, right here, uh, on the Team 980, if I could pull up my schedule, we have the Wizards. 
and the Philadelphia 76ers. 6.45 for your pregame coverage with Glenn Consor, Dave Johnson, and crew right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app, and that's what's trending. Ah, werewolves of London, werewolves in your neighborhood. I'm sure somebody will dress up as a werewolf at a bar, restaurant, or in the neighborhood tonight. Was Russell Wilson a werewolf in London oh. yesterday? Oh, yeah, because Denver won. They were going out well, at the end. I mean, good Lord, Trevor Lawrence is talented, but he just cannot continue to make the amount of no. mistakes that he makes. And they got a ridiculous game out of ATN. Yeah. Him know? and Zach Wilson make so many freaking mistakes. You know, Joe Miller and I hinted at this on the It's College Football podcast, and Zach, when he was at BYU, and Zach Wilson may turn out to be a good NFL quarterback at some point, but we were very cautious about all of the enthusiasm surrounding Zach Wilson, and yes, his ability at BYU to make off-schedule plays, you know, similar, everybody gets enthralled at what Mahomes does off-schedule, and they're all looking for that next guy that can do that, and Wilson had a little bit of that quality at BYU, but you look at the overall, um, you know, numbers, and, you know, we were just saying we were just very cautious about those that were enthusiastic mm-hmm. to the point where he was a top ten pick. He's got he needs more time, and learning the job in that city, you know, is not the easiest place to do it. And their team is winning. Don't don't get me wrong, their team is winning, but he's got he's got a lot of room still left to grow as long as he can uh, focus on football and not the Cougars. So yeah, and not the BYU Cougars. No, of course not. I mean, different you know, kind of cougars. Uh, different kind of cougars. Okay, that would be sure. correct. Not the Chesapeake cougars. Uh-huh. Not the BYU cougars. Right. You know. So. See what I did there? Because I went to BYU. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. Um, okay, couple of things real quickly on that game. Some of the women that are students at BYU are already cougars. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, couple of things on that. Listen, he threw for over three hundred yards. Whatever. I, there was a controversial call that wiped out a pick six. That your boy Mac Jones threw? Yeah. And it would have been like an 83-yard return. I had no problem with the call. It was a late hit. I think it was on John Franklin Myers, if memory serves. I mean, it was clearly gone from his hand. It was clearly late. And Robert Sala and the Jets and the Jets fans are going berserk and bananas. I have no idea what they're – I mean, obviously, I know what they're upset about. It wiped away a pick six. And it totally turned away that – or turned around that game because I think that would have made it – like 17-3 or 17-6 or something like that. Uh, I'd have to go back and exactly check the score. But either way, I mean, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, um, you know, you look at Justin Fields, right? I, I mean, and, and, and the one turnover that really got them on the Micah Parsons, like wasn't even Justin Fields' fault because it was on a completion pass uh, and a fumble, but then Justin Fields – like leaps over Micah Parsons, doesn't touch him down, and then Micah gets up, score, touch, whatever. Like young quarterbacks are going to turn the ball over. Taylor Heineke is still a relatively young quarterback in terms of experience, not in terms of necessarily age. They're going to turn the ball over. Veteran quarterbacks turn the ball over. 
It's how you rebound. It's how you recover. Look at Taylor Heineke yesterday, just to spin this back to the commanders. He throws a god-awful interception because there's immediate heat in his face. Tyler Larson, the center, is late to switch out. He gets blown by. The pressure comes from the right edge. Heineke tries to play hero ball, tries to make something out of nothing, throws a pop pass up, and Darius Leonard or Shaq Leonard or whatever the hell his name is uh, in his first game back, second game this year, comes away with it. And then a couple of plays later after a wild another penalty on Wild Goose. That's a lot of penalties on Wild Goose since he's come in uh, and, and played and the slot. And not only was it penalty, he could have been arrested for assault. Absolutely. And it prevented a touchdown, I mean, basically. There was so much contact. But but it prevented a touchdown yep. for, for, for right then. But then Hines, like right after that, goes in off the left. Whatever. Anyway, when, when Heineke commits that mistake with about 11 minutes left to go in the game, some guys can't recover from that. Right. I mean, I hate to compare everything to Carson Wentz, Pete. I don't know if Carson Wentz can recover from that. I really don't. I think he's so mentally fragile. I don't think he can recover from that. Taylor Heineke says, guess what? I just got kicked in the nuts. I'm going to kick you right back in the grapefruits. That's what he does. That's what he does. And that's when he put together that 12-play, 82-yard drive. And I, one last thing before we go back to the calls. Curtis Samuel not only had the big fourth down conversion catch on the final drive, people forget about this. They converted a fourth and six on that second to last drive mm-hmm. as part of the 12-play, 82-yard drive for like – 18 yards or yeah. whatever it was, Curtis Samuel had two yeah. fourth-down catches, yep. and obviously Heineke, two monster fourth-down throws. Go to line one. Let's let her get her flowers today. The surgeon is here. What's up, Sabah? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for taking my call. I'm as happy as a clam, of course, after I had to get over Kevin. You know, he annoys me. But um, <laughs> I am so happy. Because we finally got ourselves a quarterback. I think this is it. I know. I don't know if he's the long-term answer because we haven't had a long-term answer since this owner has come here. But we've wasted two years, guys. Okay, we've wasted two years. I've told you all that. We've wasted two years. But I think he just pulled that win out of his butt because his offensive coordinator did him no favors. At the end of the first half, we should have went up-tempo and scored. We should do more up-tempo during the game. Just up-tempo here and there. Every, like, few series. To get points, we need to score 28 points a game. That's what the goal is, 14 and 14. On defense, so, of course, Taylor gets an A for me. On defense, I thought this was Benjamin St. Juice's worst game. Uh, he got beat several times uh, deep by that almost rookie quarterback. And um, it wasn't like, you know, really fancy passes. It's passes that a regular quarterback can make, including Heineken. You know, anybody can make those throws. So I thought I was a little upsetting with that. Um, we missed uh, an interception. And I think if that was Cole Holcomb, we could have caught that ball. Uh, I think it went right through David Bayo's hand, so they may yeah. want to. Uh, that, that's not. I, I don't think that's fair. I think that ball was a little outstretched. Well, right through his hand. But, uh, I mean, Chris, I, I if thought that it was, was Heineke that threw that. Oh my God! You would. Oh, it, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a good throw. But I don't. I I can't kill David Mayo oh, for that. Right through his hands. Both huh. hands on it, and then the offensive line. They need help, and Taylor is helping them by moving around and, and getting extra time. But you got to admit, why Scott Turner not moving the pocket? Why does he do anything inventive? It's like we purposely want to make the game to where we can lose it or win it with one play here or there. No. That's not how you live no. in this league. But I tell you, Taylor, Taylor, and Terry, they are Steve Young and Jerry Rice to me. I tell you, or they are Joe Theismann and Art Monk. I mean, I just say they get along so well. And you know, guys, when you have a kid, okay, and Terry's our, our kid, right? You want to do whatever makes that kid happy. So keep Terry, uh, keep um, uh, Taylor around for Terry, because 
That's who Terry is happy they with. He certainly looks okay? for him, that's for sure. Right. He's not perfect, but he's the best we got, and I think he's going to be just as good as Jalen Hurts if we gave him the chance, like Philly did with Jalen Hurts, to get better. All right, we'll get see. So I appreciate Thank it. Uh, I think it's 19 up. starts now for Heineke, certainly the most of any quarterback in the Ron Rivera era. Hell, it's been the most since Kirk Cousins uh, for this football team uh, right now. Yep. So he's at least got a little longevity to him. On the way out here, Field Yates with a great tweet. The NFC East right now through eight games has the greatest winning percentage since the merger back in 1970 through eight weeks. The NFC East is going at a 742 clip right now with the Eagles 7 and 0, the Cowboys and Giants at 6 and 2, and the Commanders now at 4 and 4. That's a 23 and 8 record, a 742 win percentage. It's rolling right now in the NFC East. Washington and Minnesota is up next. We'll continue to take your reactions as Washington pulls it out yesterday 17-16 against the Indianapolis Colts. It's Russell and Medhurst 9 to noon live each and every day right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 